Welcome to the Dramatic Sessions, a podcast brought to you by the Dramatic Team, where we catch up with the finest in the world of bars and cocktails and give you a peek into the world beyond the drink. Hello and welcome to the season finale episode of the Dramatic Sessions with me, Priyanka Blah. On the show today, I have Arena Nikolskaya, director of Moscow Bar Show, which is the leading bar show in Eastern Europe. Arena is also Academy Chair for Russia and Eastern Europe and a judge for uh, World's 50 Best Bars and was recently voted for the second time among the 100 industry's most influential figures on Drinks International. Arena, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule. How are you doing? Uh, not bad, not bad. I'm, I'm trying to take a breath and to finally understand what happened, I guess. Because it's been a while and I still don't understand what happened, honestly, because there's been such an incredible response and everything. But then again, like I've now put a bar show uh, within like a month and a half. So it's been like all very, very busy schedule and quite a turmoil, to be honest. So I don't know. (laughs) I mean, we'll obviously get to the bar show in detail because that's something I'm quite keen to cover. But most recently, first off, congratulations on being, um, you know, on the world's uh, Bauer list of 100 most influential. It's not your first time, uh, obviously, but how, yeah. how, how do you feel about being on it as well as how do you generally feel about these lists? Uh, yeah, that's my second time on the list. And honestly, that's quite a surprise all the time because once you get on the list, you sort of, you don't take it for granted exactly, but you think like, okay, once you're through, it's like a big barrier, you have to push this wall and then you're in. But then in reality, every time it happens, you're like so nervous and you don't know if it's gonna happen again. And then there's a lot of other things kicking in. Uh, I didn't know I had that about me, honestly. Like, you know, the thing where, um, uh, the thing where, you start thinking, okay, are you like below or are you above? Did you like, did you make it through? Did like, are you some points higher? Are you some points lower? Like, you don't know. And honestly, I, did, I didn't know, like, it is a bit of a vanity thing, I guess, but I didn't know that about myself because I've never been on any list or something. So it's been quite a surprise, to be honest. So I was a bit nervous. Uh, when I got through, um, they, they send you the email saying like, you're on the list, blah, blah, blah. Would you like to check, you know, change your photo or something? Yeah, yeah. And once you're in, you didn't know where you're ranking and stuff. Yeah. And then you start thinking, oh, maybe you're like, I'm, I'm just out of the box. Maybe I'm somewhere <laughs> like way behind where I was like last year and stuff. Uh, yeah, that's a bit of a vanity thing. So do you think? But then again, do you yeah, think that the ranking like, is what makes it um, a bit intimidating? Do you think that if it was just a list of 100 and it didn't matter who was number one or number 100, then that would be a little less stressful on everyone? Or do you think the ranking actually makes, um, is important in this case? Well, honestly, I think it is a good idea if the ranking would be loose or like there would be no ranking, just here's the, I don't know, top five or top yeah, well, whatever top gods yeah. those are the top uh, 100 yeah. human beings who are in the list and that's it i think it makes it a bit more about the competition with yourself rather than with everyone else that's what i think and honestly like it, it's self-sufficient enough to be on any kind of list 
-hmm. already like when people acknowledge that you've done something great and blah 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 so it doesn't really matter whether you're like a 90 something or 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 a top 10 uh, in my opinion and it gives the unnecessary competition Mm -hmm. but that's that's what I think I don't know like what about other people and then again I think this is a kind of a very self-sufficient list where people don't really I don't think people from the industry really care or we within the list care about how low or high we are with regards to each other so it's not a very respective kind of competition so I think it's already very cool to be in this club yeah on its own so it doesn't doesn't need to be extra competitive and Mm. I think we'll be becoming very competitive as as an industry Mm. so that is sometimes like we're pushed a bit further than it's necessary I think yeah uh, you know yeah no that's interesting as well because you know with all the lists that are emerging not just you know in terms of individuals but also bars I mean of course we have the world's 50 best bars but then we have Asia's 50 best bars we also have uh, something else that has come up the world's 500 best bars which is obviously aggregated from the internet and search results etc but there are so many lists right and obviously now everybody's striving to be on some kind of list and as far high up on that list as possible which I mean, could be a good thing, but also at some level, I feel if that balance is not struck, then they're all, all chasing a list in some sense, right? That is, that is very true. I would agree with you. And I think that is what I'm talking about. I think, um, you know, with regards to unnecessary competition, because sometimes we get very caught up yeah. in, in all this list and stuff. We as an industry, I mean, yeah. uh, and you sort of lose sight of what your initial goals were. Yeah. And you start striving, being yeah. higher and higher and drinking everywhere. And sometimes it just, you know, you're carried, you get yeah. carried away by that. Yeah. So I think we should be a bit more friendly to each other, yeah. maybe a bit less lists and stuff. Although we all understand why it happens because so many lists are just selling the products, the bars yeah. and the people. So it definitely helps. Yeah. But I think it's very... It's very important not to lose the ground and it's very important not to lose the sight of what your initial goal were, what your objectives are, because your objective initially is not even, that's what happens, I feel that's what happens with a lot of bars who are striving to be on the top 50 best bars, for instance. And I can see that from like our countries, which I survey now, uh, because people are so like sometimes they open a bar so that the goal is to open a bar and get to the top 50 list with this bar which is a bit of a ridiculous kind of thing for me because you know you don't open a bar to be in the list you open a bar to run a business or you open a bar because you want your friends to be hanging out in there when you're like 60 or 70 or 100 yeah and like invite uh, all, all of your family invite all of your neighbors yeah. or improve your your city or Absolutely. town that's why you would open a bar because you're so passionate about the industry yeah. or, or about, about your job and craft yeah. but then again there's a lot of bars who are who, who who you know even even before they open they know they want to get on the top 50 and they start sort of tweaking their own way their own concept to to fit in fit. the criteria and the necessary yeah. Um, you know, sort of segment, which doesn't necessarily get you to the top 50 that yeah. we all see, yeah. because, you know, it gets standardized and, you know, it's not very exciting anymore. So, yeah. 
that's why I keep talking about uh, all the time, and I hope it just rings the bell and brings the message across. Yeah. Because you do it for yourself. You don't do it for for, for a list. Or Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. No, so you must be keeping quite busy with, you know, the list and, you know, the academy chair role that you have with 50 best and, you know, the whole region, but also Moscow Basha, which is what I'm going to get to right now. This year has not been normal for anybody, right? And um, obviously ProWine got cancelled earlier this year and a lot of trade shows have also been cancelled. So I want to start with actually understanding from you how you went ahead and made the decision to do this at a particularly challenging time because it was quite brave of you. We'll get to the rest of it later, but what, what pushed you to make that decision? Well, honestly, there's been such a turmoil with regards to the pandemic and the regulations and stuff. And then there were tales and BCB going online and canceling the shows and stuff. Yeah. And that was the point where I thought, like, because of, because of some reasons we cannot transfer the show to later on in the year and mm. then it didn't really matter because we didn't know what the regulations would be say in spring we still don't know if the borders are open if like we're out if there's a second wave or blah 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 blah, blah. Mm. so there was a lot of this going on and then when i started looking at, there's been a lot of live streams and live conferences and yeah. seminars and a lot of things going on and when I started taking part in some of the things where I were invited, uh, where I was invited, uh, I started to see the response from the audience, which I didn't expect, to be honest, because at this point there were a lot of people asking whether I would cancel the bar show or go ahead with that. And I was dubious, but I, I said like, well, for now we're not canceling anything. We're trying to proceed. We're pushing as hard as we can. Yeah. And the response has been incredible from the audience, like saying, like, please go ahead, don't cancel it. We need it. Then I started talking with the people uh, from the region, and then it, it, I found out that a lot of them were just struggling on their own. Well, mm. understandably so. The business is going busted. Like there's an uncertainty, a global uncertainty in the world. Mm. And like the industry is just not sure what what's going to happen. And mm. we're, we're all just hanging in there and losing hope and losing sight and all, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I feel like I should push myself and my team as, as far as I can so that we can fulfill it because it wouldn't be about the big bar show. It wouldn't be about the numbers. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be about the the amount of companies or the stands or whatever yeah. yeah initially i thought it would be just a place where we could gather if it's allowed and just you know talk about our problems and share our i don't know pains and, and struggles and emotions and all this frustration which is going on and a lot of regions in russia weren't even open until later in august i think yeah because we're all very like separated and everybody decides for themselves when they're going to open and stuff yeah. so i just felt like it, it was a leap of faith obviously yeah. because we yeah. didn't know what's going to happen we didn't know how many companies what supports we didn't know how many people would, would be sure. able to attend even with regards to how tight their own budgets are how like if their regions are open or not so i thought mm -hmm. even if it's moscow and st petersburg and something closer to that region like it would be worth trying to proceed with that and on top of it it would be like and it is our 10 years anniversary year yeah and of course the initial plan was 
like yeah. way more uh way more exciting maybe but the way it turned out mm. it's pretty amazing because the number of, the, the amount of support we've received in the end that was totally worth it but to be honest like if if you ask me whether I knew how many challenges and how many struggles and how dead we would be by the end of this whole thing. Yeah. Uh, if I knew that before, no, I didn't. But I thought we should like because everyone is taking a little faith and everyone is struggling, so we should we should just push ourselves a bit further. Yeah. And if it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, like if we were ready that the last time someone would come from the government and say, like, listen, no, we we're closed sure. down again. Yeah. There's a yeah. lockdown and and we would lose everything and we would know what to do, but happily <laughs> yeah. we, we made it. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I was going to ask you. Obviously, you couldn't have predicted or preempted the challenges apart from the fact that I'm guessing you knew that the participation would be about half. You wouldn't have as many brands or sponsors or people attending from overseas as you normally would. Um, but of course, the rest of it you can't predict. But having gone through it now and at the end of the show, what did you notice like what was the on-ground reality both in terms of response and challenges anything that you can highlight like your learnings from this i think a very curious thing i would like to say is that um normally like russia and cis and former ussr countries are normally perceived as this kind of you know very tough government wise we would wouldn't know what's going on on top in the government what the regulations would be blah 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 and that would be the normal state of events for countries like ours especially when you're looking from abroad and you're not living here uh which is partially true but uh, the brilliant thing about this year is that for the first time in my life me being like from half from europe from half from here it was the first time in my life when I, where I talked to my international friends and they were as lost as we are with regards to all the regulations, all the information coming up from the government, all all the perspectives, like all these things, because we, as, as, as the whole world, we've never lived in a pandemic like that, at least not our generations. We, we don't have no. anything to compare to. Yeah. So that was the first time where all the governments just, starting running with headless chickens and no one knew what to do yeah. and that was a brilliant thing about it because for the first time I didn't I didn't I didn't feel myself as lonely and separated yeah. because I would do that in Russia and everybody would do that in a very regulated and understandable yeah. like country and circumstances yeah. so that 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 was funny and so clearly yeah the first uh, the first challenge was to just try and understand what to do, how to do it, when all the authorities have zero idea how to do it because they've never done that before as well. Yeah. And they give controversial opinions about yeah. whether it's allowed or not. It is allowed, but half not allowed, but maybe allowed if you do this and this. Ooh. Although we're not sure, please come back like 10 steps and yeah. like repeat, yeah. redo something and yeah clearly that was that was a bit of a challenge i've never i've never communicated as much with the governmental authorities before and that is by far not very not my favorite job 
I can I only imagine because anyway, I think most of our governments, I mean, where you live and where I live, they're all quite bureaucratic. And then at a time like this, they're even worse, you know, <laughs> like, so I can only imagine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's a very brilliant thing because you come up to someone and like you, you ring some authorities and, and yeah. it's like, listen, we need to do that and that. Like, how do we do that? And they go, we don't know. He's another scientist <laughs> who will tell you to. Then uh, they would answer, oh, we don't know either. Please come back and ask them if you're allowed. And they're like, oh, oh Jesus Christ, like, yeah. please. Like, yeah. uh, Nobody has answers. And, and everything changes with this pandemic. Everything changes every day as well. So, you know, we were thinking exactly. about now that borders are open, some international flights are open, but at the same time, you know, you could travel today and while you're on the flight, they could change your quarantine rules and then you're fucked, right? So, yeah, exactly. Know what's exactly. Gonna it's no, an interesting time to be alive which is why i <laughs> find is. which is why i find that you were so brave to do this so i was thinking about it and immediately asked our time i have to speak with her like what was what is she thinking but i have to I, ask I was probably just stupid <laughs> i was just probably stupid i don't know you know, i think it was very bold and very brave but obviously then uh you know, you've also opened yourself up to some criticism. I'm sure you faced some sort of, oh, yeah. you know, criticism. Like, what, what are the kind of things that you had to deal with in terms of just negative um, reactions? Well, I think that is a very curious thing. Again, uh, we live in a country where it is normally acceptable to criticize each other. We're not like Italian community supporting yeah. each other there's a lot of controversy within the italian community as well with regions and stuff but yeah. overall especially when italians go abroad for instance we see this big italian gang supporting each other and be, being very like appreciative of everything that other italian brothers would do and we don't normally see this kind of support in here probably again former ussr countries or probably russia i don't know i live, yeah. I live in here so it can be only much of a judge of this country and we have like even if we have something we would probably criticize each other especially mm. on the international level yeah. that is i don't know if it's a national thing or it is a post-soviatic kind of mm. response to to the trauma i don't know but that is why i was sort of used to my show being criticized all over all the times because we're not bits to be or tails even if i think we are probably in some respects like not worse than some of the international shows hmm. uh, although like people would people would criticize you straight straight ahead just because you're local and you're doing that locally so i was pretty used to that over over the years so to be honest like this year showed much more support than criticism overall which was really surprising because uh, of course, there were some criticism about like the, the the lack of like bigger brands or fans or something like that. But I think overall it was incredible that people generally understood that we were not about the numbers or the size this year, and the only the only reason why we did that was just to support the community and to like to to share all those things and just to I guess just to show ourselves that okay. our community stands together we're strong and around and that was the first year when we couldn't have any international guests for understandable reasons hmm. and i've been talking about that over the years that there are some of the problems which we cannot solve with the help of international guests just because 
there's a certain specific to our country, to our laws and regulations and to our regions even. Sometimes it's more interesting and more, you know, constructive to, to listen to your colleague from your own region who, sure. who's probably more successful or has opened like more projects and is running good and strong yeah. than to listen to some expert from a capital which is miles and miles away just because we all live in a different reality. Sure, yeah. When the lockdown finished, because we had a very strict lockdown in Moscow, which didn't happen in St. Petersburg, for instance, mm-hmm. and when the lockdown was over, I went to, to, to meet someone uh, in the center of Moscow where the bar district yeah. you know, is situated. And the amount of people who were in the streets, in the bars, sitting on top of each other, uh, <laughs> drinking those very expensive cocktails, to be honest. Like I thought, hmm, like all this time in the lockdown, I, I was mainly in touch with regions where people would say like, we're struggling, we're closing down, where people are not able to afford anything, they're not going out. And after the lockdown, they won't be able to go out, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and here I am standing in, in, in the middle of Moscow with all those fancy people, very well dressed, very posh and stuff, you know, sipping yeah. expensive cocktails and eating expensive food. And that was the moment I felt like, what would those people from Central Moscow Bar teach the regions about? Because we live, even within the cities, we live in a very different reality. Yeah. So that helps if you gather up more information, you know, in, on the field and just share it and try to understand how your particular region works and how your business works. So that was the first time we didn't have international experts and it went pretty well, I would say. And people started finally listening to each other and trying to accumulate their own experience and not wait from for some magical, magical experts from whatever country, an English speaking expert uh, yeah. coming up and solving their problems. Because yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't happen like that. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. No, that's really good to hear. It's really good to hear that even despite the fact that you really hyper-localized it this time, the content, uh, there was still an audience for it, for it. There was learning from it. There were actually key highlights and good takeaways from what seems to be, seems to have been quite a challenging thing to pull off in the first place. So that's really good to hear. Um, so I'm guessing you have absolutely no regrets and you're super happy with how it went off. Uh, well, yeah, with, with regards to considering the whole situation and stuff, I yeah. think it went super well. Actually, it went way better than I could dare to expect, to be honest, yeah. because first off, like, I really thought we would only receive people from Moscow to Wittenberg just because people would be able to travel. And now that I know the statistics, I can say that we have over 47% of people coming from the region. And by regions, that means like all over Russia, all of Russia. including like Vladivostok and yeah. all the further parts, like, I don't know, Sakhalin, ev- yeah. everywhere. And, yeah. and I was so surprised and I met so many people. So many people came up to me during the bar show saying like, oh, we're from here or from there. And I, would, I wouldn't I would even know where that would be, but I understand it's yeah. very, from very, very far away. Yeah. And I thought, oh my God, that like, and they would say, thank you. I was like, no, but thank you because I have yeah. to thank you for coming because you showed the support to, like, you showed the support. You you showed up. Yeah. You you paid the travel tickets and yeah. you you took this courage to to visit the bar show, 
to 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 share with other people and yeah. like thank you for coming that would be the best anniversary yeah. uh, gift we could expect i guess yeah huge leap of faith from them as well right to have the courage to show up to an event which is you know apparently recommended that you don't hang out in groups etc but obviously you took all the safety measures and they felt comfortable enough to be there but also really hats off to you for even convincing brands to be a part of something like this at this time of uh, you know of the year because that almost sounds impossible to pull off because most brands would be so reluctant to put in money this year towards something like this so that yeah, was, that's true yeah. That was really and, commendable. Like, unfortunately, some of the bigger companies couldn't couldn't be the part of it just because of their international regulations. Yeah. But then, what was very interesting, a lot of smaller brands appeared, and that's what yeah. I was talking during the lockdown. That yeah. there would be a very interesting shift on the market mm. because some of the bigger brands who's been there for ages and like very reputable brands, very yeah. popular ones. Of course, they're going to pull through, but there would be a very subtle and very interesting market shift because mm. now is the time where the smaller brands can entice you into working with them just because of the price point or something else. Yeah. Uh, because they are taking the step up, because they're engaging with you, because now it's the time to support some of the new bars. Now it's time for the new brands to, to, to get in touch yeah. with the community and offer the support. And yeah. this is the time where you would go with anyone who would offer you the support, mm-hmm. which is very interesting yeah. at the point. So I yeah. think it's very interesting to be observed, like to, to observe the market within the next three to six months. Six months, yeah. yeah. So we'll, we'll see how it, how it goes. But yeah. even now we can see the shift going on a, a little bit and yeah. people start paying more attention to smaller independent brands mm-hmm. so we'll see how it goes but that's yeah. that's very interesting that's nice. now, i think now it's not the time where we can afford just to, to, to be just paying for the brand yeah now it's the time where you have to measure everything and you know yeah. to, to, to be aware of all the pros and cons and, and yeah. time to it's time to make new partnerships which mm. would take you to the next level yeah so i guess the market is yeah. interesting right now. Yeah, I think it's reassessing from both sides as a brand and as well as as a bar or as someone who organizes bar shows that there's a lot of reassessment of how these relationships are going to work next year. Um, so 10 years, that's a huge milestone for you guys, right? I mean, obviously oh, n- not the celebration you had planned, but happy to, happy to know that it went well anyway. I know it's too early to ask and I know that you know, next year seems really far away, but oh, we did. <laughs> but if, if one were to be positive and just, you know, be optimistic about life, what, what are your goals and plans for Moscow Bar Show going ahead? That is one of the most difficult questions at the moment, because I guess I'm still in the middle of processing what happened and where we would like to go. Yeah. But since I started, uh, since I started talking about the market shift, I guess that would be that would be very interesting to observe where we're leaning towards and to observe other trends mm. and try to catch up with them and then sort of to try to be in the lead of those trends and then my all-time lifetime goal I don't know is just to make a huge cross-cultural event yeah so I guess our industry is very 
is a very interesting base for that because we all come from different backgrounds. We're very international. We, we travel a lot. And generally bars, bars are all about people and people communicate with each other. So I think my biggest goal is to make it a, to make it a, I don't know how to put it, uh, but to make it a business oriented event, but at the same time to make it a cross-cultural phenomenon mm -hmm. where you can share your own experiences and where you can, where you can learn a bit more about the world yeah. globally yeah. and to learn a bit more about other people to fight some misconceptions to fight some prejudices about yeah. our neighbors ourselves like yeah whatever it is yeah so and 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 this is a very good opportunity to to educate the industry not only about the bar things alcohol things like not about the some specific things which you would require for your job at the moment but what i think we're now like we're now entering a very interesting time where it's not enough to be just a good professional like bar skill wise it's not it's not enough it doesn't it doesn't yeah, make you, you a great uh, bartender when you just can mix a drink yeah that is a bit of a yesterday's kind of job but your job as a bartender and the bartender of, of, of the future and of tomorrow is to be way more versatile and mm. be way way more adaptable yeah. on the, on the very international kind of level. Yeah. Not because you probably gonna move to somewhere international, yeah. but just because you're gonna receive people who are way more open. And if we're talking about the youngsters who start visiting the bars at the moment, they're very different. They're very open. They're very pan global. They don't see the world the way people saw it. Like. 15 10 years ago yeah absolutely so during this kind of exchange i think it's vital to, to to understand the world a bit wider and to have a wider and broader knowledge about people and culture yeah. and what's going to be tomorrow mm. so i guess our goal is to share and educate about all the aspects of life yeah. and then there's another interesting trend where there's a lot of people who are pretty young, like in their like early thirties, mid thirties, mm. and they've like even internationally, like, and they've achieved so much by this age. So they don't really know where they want to go, where they would like to save their career further on, and we've never had that before, I guess. So this is starting to happen, and I guess within two to five years, we're going to observe a lot of changes within the framework of how the career would be built within, you know, within your self-development or like all those conversations about the personal branding and about, okay, about personal that. career and stuff, Ooh. this is going to happen. Of course, there's a bit of an excess of that yeah. Yeah. on the market at the moment, but just because everyone is struggling to find their feet yeah. and to find what suits them. Yeah. But I guess within like five years, uh, the industry would be a bit more different from what it is right now. Yeah. So I guess it's vital to pick up the new, the new skills. Yeah. And the, the vital skills would be not the hard skills, but the soft skills. So yeah, absolutely. I guess that again opens the gateway for a wider change and for a yeah. wider understanding of the community yeah. and wider understanding of people, cultures, and and the world. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm a very. Uh, maybe no, that's I, I absolutely agree with you because I've also witnessed that at so many trade shows or bar shows, we see, you know, um, 
you know, stands where people are tasting alcohol, their masterclasses and spirit tastings and very technical, like you said, very specific to a certain skill set. Uh, and those are the kind of things that you're offered typically at shows. But to understand from you that, you know, you're looking at the much larger picture, which is actually developing person's soft skills, like you said, because now with access to information that everybody ha has, everybody has also, like you said, early success. So like you said, at the age of 30, they're already at the peak of, or what they think is the peak of their career. Yeah. Like, how do you manage your, um, yourself, your time, and where you see yourself going, you know, your personal growth? Where does it go from there? If you're successful at 30, then what? Right? So yeah, really what you go? Yeah, it's really interesting to see that that is your plan, which I don't think is something that I would have thought from uh, a bar show. So that's super interesting and actually very exciting to hear. Um, but yeah, thanks so much for your time and sharing your you're challenges. Welcome. And your aspirations with me. Um, I really, really look. I hope some, some. I hope at least something of that will work out in the near future. We'll see. I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. I mean, next year, I'm pretty sure. I'm very positive about this. I feel like next year we're going to have a lot more of this, and people are going to be a lot more keen to get out there and actually participate because we've had a whole year of silence and people have not been able to engage with the community, not been able to meet each other for a drink. So I think next year will be very, very um active for us fingers crossed for that but thank yeah, you so, so much for your time and i wish you all the best and happy 10th anniversary to moscow bar show congratulations on thank your you. achievement and being on the list and um i wish that you continue to be on many such lists because you're doing a fabulous job out there thanks so thank much. you you're making me blush <laughs> That was the very lovely and very humble arena talking to us about the challenges of putting together a bar show in a pandemic. And honestly, I feel it was such a brave, bold step. And I have massive, massive respect for that. Well, I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. And uh, I hope to see you back here for season two, which is not too far away. Follow us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts and uh, follow us on Instagram to find out more about season two coming up soon. I'll see you then.